Mobgowski Radio is produced by The White Guys Podcasting Group, proud supporters of white kids pillaging hip-hop tradition since young lean. I don't think we've actually started the show yet. Uh, or I know you're recording, but uh, this is going to be a rare, very rare instance where we are recording this episode completely sober. Completely uh, sober, middle of the day. The thing is, I don't have that long anyway, so yeah, I'm sure we can pick this up another time when I won't be sober. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I'm not going to have any time tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day I'm driving up to the island. I'm meeting up with Ian in the afternoon. We're hanging out and then i am uh spending the night at some woman's house uh and then driving up to uh i keep doing i keep forgetting that this is like now like a wait hour this used to just mean cool okay it's not it's not really a white power i think i can't keep up with the times i mean it is in that it's, it is a white power thing in the way that anything is a white power thing be, because there are white power people are trying to ruin everything for everybody yeah, else. It doesn't every- matter. Um, that Harry Styles song, Sign of the Times. Yeah, unless, you know, like you can still have 88 in your username without people, you know, automatically assuming you're a white supremacist. Just because it happens to be the eighth letter of the alphabet, alphabet twice, which means HH Heil Hitler, doesn't mean that you chose it for that reason. It might be you like the number eight. And you like how curvaceous it is. And, uh, I feel like number eight's one of the better numbers, I think. It's definitely one of the better numbers. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's divisible uh, by yeah. two in a lot of ways. Single digits, it's like one of, it's the top one in the top three. Oh, yeah. Up like, there with like a five and seven. Objectively. Well, I like a seven. Fives. You got to admit, five, five is a useful number. Fives are uti- utility. Yeah, of course it's useful. Utility. I mean, it's, no, it's not everything. That's why eight's up there above five. Well, you're Mr. Like, communist <laughs> utilitarian or whatever. But Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you think I'm some sort of technocratic bureaucrat man, Mr. Red it's Tape like over here with my numbers? Some of us like the aesthetic. Some of us yeah. like the impressionist aesthetic. <laughs> I thought my, must, my, uh, my uh, aesthetic was just mustache now. I do like, mustache. like a mustache Adam is, is something. Shout out to Tim uh, Heidecker for having pretty much the same look as me, but uh, with straight hair. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you've seen um, Eric Andre, Eric Andre's season five look for the Eric Andre show. No, <laughs> he got like put on like thirty pounds of belly just <laughs> just to shoot it, and like shaved everything. <laughs> oh my god! Like, really hairless and really and like got a big old gut. So it's amazing. <laughs> he goes, he's so method. <laughs> like uh, almost as much as uh, Rob McElhenney or from uh, from yeah. from Sunny. Yeah, seriously. Eric Andre is cultivating mass. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Uh, I guess we gotta preface the what we're doing here. So we're back with a high concept, uh, high concept idea here. 
um, like uh, yeah, the uh, the this is kind of one of those like uh, high concept ideas that gets you a radio show at McAllister College just because you have to have a gimmick. But hey, we've got a gimmick. It's high concept. It's not a gimmick. But it's, we're uh, bosses, you see. We can do it every yeah. But we've still chosen to do a gimmick. Um, yeah. That's high. It's high gimmick. So um, here we've each chosen two artists, two artists each. That equals four artists total. Um, if my math is correct. Uh, let me. I'm gonna have to pull up uh, uh, my supercomputer on the side over here. Uh, yep, that's uh, that's right. Checks out. Got cool. it. Cool, 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 cool. Bands or individuals that we're obsessed with for whatever reason, um, and want people to appreciate um, a little bit over time. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, over a longer period of of of, of work, um, and maybe a diverse period of work, um, and sort of highlight some of those unique traits or eccentricities eccentricities is what i meant to say yeah i mean i think uh you know uh some of these artists that the artists we picked are artists that we um know we have no kind of an, an, enough of their work to really see like a development in their sound uh in the way they make music and kind of the idea behind it and uh kind of just to show that you know uh these artists are multi-dimensional and always pursuing new things keeping themselves fresh um, in a lot of cool ways. And uh, I think a lot of times, you know, these bands, these artists and stuff like that can, you know, get really pigeonholed <laughs> with one sound, one one kind of uh, look or sound. Um, and uh, a lot of them are, yeah, really actually more diverse than you might imagine. So we're trying to kind of show that off here. Mm -hmm. So who are we starting with then? Money.
precious time when time is new. Oh, all through the night to die, knowing that we feel the same without saying. We have no past. We won't reach back. Keep with me forward all through the night. And once we start, then we need to cleanse.
we just finished listening to uh, a bunch of songs by Cindy Lauper. Uh, Max, this uh, Cindy Lauper is your babe, your your main gal. Uh, give us the rundown on uh, what's happening here. What 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 you're getting? What you're taking from this? And what we all should take from these songs that we listen to here? Great question. I feel like Cindy has. I think maybe I don't want to speak for our, our entire generation or series of generations, but. You know, you hear girls just want to have fun and like true colors, and, you know, maybe time after time. And you're time like, time after time. I think, yeah. I think you hear like melodic, catchy, but maybe with those latter two, time after time, true colors, you think maybe like a little, like a little, a little emotional and like, like corny, even like maybe you don't want to. I think there's a reputation for just like sort of her hits of what she sounds like or in fact she has all kinds of personalities um especially and i've only chosen songs from the 80s for the record well that's uh that's totally fine with me (laughs) yeah (laughs) but she's like but she jams super hard um and her background is you know in rock and roll and she has these all these like unusual aesthetics like she likes weird hair colors and like weird pops of color and like it feels like Helena Bonham Carter in Tim Burton movies has like modeled her whole acting career on, <laughs> on that look. Simply proper style. She has this yeah. sort of like, I don't know how you describe it, but it's really unique, like New York musical sensibility. And it just merged really well with sort of the unique 80s sonic things, which can't be said from my perspective for a lot of musicians in the 80s. But it, it just like it was just like right place, right time for for her sensibilities and aesthetic, I think. And like, so she has she has all this like sort of grungy rock. So her, her Ben Rock's this like kind of like old school, old fashioned rock, which you really hear on on maybe he'll know uh, the fifth song in that set because um, you know she wrote that like 1980 before 1980 with her you know her band before she was solo called Blue Angel. Um, even though it pops up on her second album, True Colors. You can really hear like the kind of music she listened to as a kid. Um, they're sort of like power rock pop groups. Supremes comes to mind, I think, for me when thinking yeah. of listening to Maybe He'll Know. And you could feel see those like sort of just like driving power chord rock um, from the 50s and 60s in Money Changes Everything. Uh, yeah. You know, I drove all night. It's all there. And but then you know you layer in some like kind of funky keys sounds maybe some like synth some like that little bit of buzz I think that comes through and her very unique vocal um, vocal range just yeah. like little affectations in her voice like on Rape Train Run Track when she sort of just like W's her R's you know Right Train Wrong Track you know <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like a like you know she has a speech impediment or she's not making it people fun of people with lists. It's just an aesthetic well, when styling. I, when I think of Cindy Lauper, I think of just like bitter, bitter lashing of people with speech impediment. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was kind of what she was known for, um, just like beating down prob- the people who can't really stand up for themselves because they can't really speak. Yeah, that's what uh, she. Joe Biden's a stutterer, guys. What right feel sorry for is about. But yeah, uh, so, the wrong track is having a speech impediment. Exactly. <laughs> Struggling to keep up the energy with the demands of at-home schooling. 
Well, struggle no more. Just one hearty, healthy bowl of Kratom will bring out the tiger in you. Kratom. It's not good. It's great. Yeah, do you have anything to uh, anything to contribute? Yeah, I think uh I think like we uh like we were saying, um uh maybe he'll know especially stood out to me as one of those songs that it sounds like yeah, fifty or sixties kind of like simple like uh like kinda uh song like that, but just style it in like eighties in eighties trappings and stuff like that. And I think, you know, obviously a lot of musicians throughout the time out um, you know, uh from 50s, 60s, all these, all these times were just repurposing older blues songs or folk songs and turning, you know, packaging them in a in more modern style and it worked really well. And I think uh, Cindy Lauper did that really well um, with this 80s sound. And I'm a big fan of the this kind of like 80s sound and like uh, I know Max uh, is as, is well aware that oftentimes that can sound kind of tacky or overproduced uh, when they try to shove all these like you know new fancy guitar pedals and like hulking giant uh synthesizer machines um that they just invented and are like obscene um into their music um but you know it definitely takes um a, a real artist to, to use those with either restraint or, or not restraint in like a way that i think um is enjoyable because you can really get a lot of like access in that and i think cindy lopper nails nails it super well now, Max has also been recommending Cindy Lauper to me for a long time, haven't you, Max? I sure have. Especially this first album, she's so unusual. That's just got everything you could want. You know, girls just want to have fun. Time of timer on that, and the Prince cover when you were mine. That's definitely more widely listened to than the original Prince, huh? For yeah, better or for worse. But the, I mean, it's all straight through. It's all gold. There's not a miss on this whole record. It's yeah. Like, it- and Max has been like, yeah, recommending I listen to this because this is kind of up my alley for the most part. Uh, you know, I do have a soft spot for this, like the corny, cheesy 80s sound, even if, especially if, you know, um, it's actually done in a way that isn't actually cheesy or corny. Yeah, it really um, is. Like it's, it's, it's sort of melodic centerpiece, yeah. you know. The, the da, na, 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 na. For instance, Love Money Changes Everything that's in that sort of synthy keys 80s thing. Mm-hmm. But then it's grounded in that, in those. It's grounded in the, in that, in that, in that rhythm guitar, in the, in the backing band. It's just like. Yeah, and uh, I'm definitely gonna look, uh, take a good hard listen, good hard listen to this uh, album. Uh, after this, I finally, you know, finally making making the jump. Um, and it's so, great to uh, it's. It's so hard to earn moments like on all through the night that crazy synth solo after the second chorus is like yeah catches me every time. You, there, there surely shouldn't be a universe in which that works for me at all. So you know this is uh, this is great because uh, we've kind of uh, Cindy Lauper really kind of leans into these '80s synthy kind of sounds, and uh, the next band we're playing here today. Uh, is a band uh, that really, in a lot of ways, pioneered kind of some of those some of those uh, more uh, mixed up uh, synthy um, dance beats. Um, not necessarily pioneered, but really made it popular in a lot of ways. So uh, this is, of course, the Talking Hens, who started off as not a synthesizer heavy um, uh, kind of band, but started off in a really weird, uh, like like post, I don't know what, what 
uh, new wave, I guess. I guess like original new wave kind of band. But uh, you know, these guys, uh, yeah, Talking Heads. Everybody, everybody knows them. But they they have some some really um, more diversity in their sound than I think people who are more familiar with Burning Down the House or Psycho Killer uh, really would know. Although I think much Burning like, Down the much House, much like Cindy, they're actually a good they're actually a good uh, companion pieces. Those two. Yeah. Which is totally uh, on purpose. We did this all intentionally. How about that, folks? But uh, yeah, let's 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 do a dive into the talking heads here now. I take it back. I gotta go to the bathroom really fast. Hold that thought. Shit. Okay. Shit. Hippy poppity talking talk headsity. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here all week, folks.
I've tried marijuana, I get nervous every time. There will come a knocking at the door. Why is everybody making eyes at me? You know, I couldn't help but notice you've got a random tube going through your... For sure, for sure. What's up with that? It looks like Brazil. That's literally like the whole aesthetic of of Brazil is just (laughs) like tubes. Normal, but tubes. Because he he probably spent much time in New York in these apartments where you don't really have... Where where it's like an interior room. Uh Uh-huh. Air in for like an air conditioner unit. 
you have to have this like external hose stick out that little like semi window that goes in like the between buildings. <clears throat> so you so that tube goes out so that outside one end, connects to a unit down there in the other. The unit. So you can get air conditioning when it's hot. Uh, it kind of seems like you're living in like a tiny little rat cage. Every time the I did that in the summer, like it would like fall out of the window or something or like disconnect at the bottom. So I'd be like, I feel like it's getting yeah. hotter in here. And that's because it was blowing hot air from the other end of the room. Oh, because it was in, getting hotter. In addition to the cold. <laughs> so <sighs> my first drink tonight too. I've been very good. Wow. Very proud of you. I got nice and rascally drunk last night playing uh, cribbage. So, or I guess other card games uh, as well. We uh, hosted um, a bunch of 30 year olds at our house. It was pretty, it was pretty funny. You guys must, now that it's not tourist season, you can basically just like, I mean, I suppose some of you are probably going home for the holidays, but it's like, Oh, no one's going home anymore. You guys are like Uh, bubbles. West coast is all locked down. So nobody on the Island that I know at all. Nobody can even leave the Island. You can leave, but nobody's going to because like they're afraid of bringing it back to the island because we do have a pretty good bubble going on here. Yeah, you guys are living the life, huh? Yeah. Honestly, there are plenty of cases in New York, but so New York still kind of feels like we're living it up a little bit too. Daddy Cuomo is taking care of you guys. Oh fuck, it. dude! I don't understand. I was talking to New Yorkers last week who were like, <laughs> honestly. Cuomo totally has a shot in the primaries in four years. And I was like, you Oh my God, no way. That's like the most bubble New Yorker thing you have ever heard. It's like nobody outside of New York State gives a flying fuck about fucking Cuomo. Literally everybody outside of New York City should hate Andrew Poo because he's no, Nobody cares about him. That's the same <laughs> shit. Like I was never been bitch about de Blasio all day. I'm like, you guys don't give a shit about de Blasio. You just like to complain about. It's all about Lori Lightfoot. It's like if, if 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 you if you don't if you always hate your mayor so much, why do they always serve like twelve years at a time? <laughs> it's called political patronage, Max. Like, uh, I figured you would know coming from Chicago. Please, in Chicago, I was taught just not to pay attention to all the shit that's going. It's better just to look the other way. <laughs> ah, wise, truly wise. Look the other way. An Dude, ascended political position for sure. My first ever election was um, when Rahm Emanuel's ex- approval rating was like thirty percent, and everyone was like. <laughs> Everyone was like, we're going to band together. We're going to take him down. Everyone was really excited for like the first time in memory outside of Obama winning. <laughs> so we all <laughs> like, forced the first runoff in Chicago mayoral history with this like upstart named Chewy. who's was this cool, like Hispanic guy, like middle class. We are like, this is awesome. People are going to show up time. and back Chewy against him in the runoff. And then Rahm Emanuel by like 15% of the runoff, like 40% of the city voted. And I was like, oh, that, that makes sense now. Nobody's got time for voting. That's nonsense. That's what I should have expected. You get a. You guys uh, celebrate hard <laughs> when 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 they release the news. Like here, I woke up to the to like the the party going out outside my window. What to the did were we celebrating for Biden winning? Look, uh, look. I I, have, I actually literally don't think I met anybody. Nobody, literally nobody. People were talking about it the day of, and I didn't hear anybody talk about it afterwards. I was surprised about, I was surprised at the turnout for that. It was like, cause I, I mean, like we, we all kind of knew it was coming, but it was like, it was like a surprisingly festive event. I gotta say, at least in That's... cities, like where I am, like it was like, but it, again, before you start like sn- snobbing about, about your, like your progressive agenda, which I obviously share with you, it's like, it's got nothing to do with Biden. <laughs> yeah, nobody's celebrating Biden, nobody's celebrating Trump not winning. If anything, it was a Kamala party rather than a Biden party, which... Ah. Sneaky, nasty Carmela. Dude, yeah. 
Yeah. Kamala. Kamala. Nasty woman. Nobody likes her. People are saying she's very nasty. Not a not a nice person. Nasty. The but it was like I don't know. It was like the people were like like honking up and down. There was just like marches on the street. People were like Whoa! banging pans. Cars were driving. Honking bus drivers were honking. It was like it was kind of a bunch of fun. <laughs> it was a great day. That's <laughs> honestly fucking nuts because there was no celebr. I did not see any kind of celebration on the island. It was quite a bit of fun of any kind. Uh, I guess I don't really spend much time in town. I'm mostly like out here in the boonies, four and a half miles out of town with a uh, a dying car. So yeah. uh, another giant. Even if it was maybe a little bit of an overreaction. So like it is like, weird. We needed like a day, you know, we needed like a day of something to celebrate. Literally haven't been able to do anything like that for so long <laughs> for any reason. It's like we could do it out, you know, go to the park and fucking yell around and the bodega beneath me played like the same four songs on loop all day while people danced. It's kind of annoying, actually. <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump That's thirty thousand times. Like so celebrate. fucking weird. It's unimaginable to me. I like good times. Come on. I probably would have felt really weird if I'd been seeing all that kind of like, shit. Update the set list at, at after like seven p.m. when I was actually trying to do some work. I I, I this is just uh, not my experience. All I got was me and my housemate yelling at each other about how bad everything was on the election day. <laughs> And listening to a bunch of uh, streamers telling us also how bad it was. Uh, you guys so it was really fun. <laughs> lighten up for a second, man. It's just have a day. Yeah. <laughs> we have days. We have days. We have, but they're, uh, they're not related to that. Uh, just watch, just watch the, the like clip of Biden, like bursting into tears when Obama surprises him with the medal of freedom. And you'll be like, all right, this, <laughs> he's a sweetheart. <laughs> no, I mean, Joe Biden is inherent inherently a, a funny figure. Like the fact he's senile is he's is funny. It's just like I, he's not going to be as amusing as Trump has been. In there. It's okay. We get pro, we get President in Exile Trump now. We get hit to hear him talking about how he uh, how he's he's really the president for forever. Probably. I wonder if he, I wonder if there's so. like any chance he'll actually be prosecuted for anything. Well, he will be, but oh, whether, no. he'll actually, whether he'll actually be indicted, probably not, right? No, they're not. He's not going to get prosecuted for anything. I think he will, but I don't think he's indicted for anything. <laughs> no, they can't. They can't go around prosecuting former presidents Why not? for anything. <laughs> I don't think. No, because all the other presidents. What was that, Theo? Exactly. You can't set the president. Theo knows what's going on. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a legal. Totally thing. a thing. Why do you think they pardoned fucking Nixon? I'm pretty sure didn't Ford pardon him? Oh well, that makes sense. Ford was yeah. Ford wasn't a real president. He was president for like six months. Yeah, but still, I mean... And like all he did was watch Michigan football games. He wasn't a real president. (laughs) Yeah, as opposed to (laughs) Jimmy Carter or something. He was like the least consequential president in like 100 years. (laughs) Yeah. The guy who actually served five months and then died. I want to match up between uh, uh, Gerald Ford and uh, Benjamin Harrison, whichever one died of pneumonia a month after he took office. Yeah, like five months in. (laughs) Yeah, that, that would be cool. Then maybe like we'll toss Calvin Coolidge in there too because I think he sucks. Or oh, Harding. Harding's pretty bad. Although he did write some very erotic letters. Yeah, that's why Harding's great. Yeah, Uh, Harding more like hard penis. Oh, I see. You can take that joke to the bank. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he named his penis, didn't he? Yeah, Mount Cherry. (laughs) Immediate recall. (laughs) Yeah, come on. This is this is the fun parts of of American history. Pew pew pew. President penis names. Yeah, I see we're listening to uh, true stories. You, that's what we should. Oh hell yeah! That's what we should. Our next movie we should talk about. What? 
we should watch uh, True Stories, the Talking Heads movie that David Byrne did with John Goodman. Oh, yeah. Or, or the Neil Young one. Yeah. Oh, dude. He would, no, I'm waiting to see Human Highway until I got to make a bunch of fucking honey slides and slide <laughs> super hard <laughs> for that. Yeah, maybe that's maybe we should do like a double feature. Yeah, of like I don't like remember how to make honey people. slides. I don't have Jacob to make every do everything for me. <laughs> I know it's so hard to be it's so hard to be ambitious with that stuff. But remember how many times we we just like made different. Jacob and I had that like fake edible business for like five seconds. <laughs> we yeah, yeah, but dude, that fudge! I have very fond memories of that get, fudge. Yeah. Like I said, it gave Ian at least one panic attack, if not more. <laughs> So, <laughs> this could, it kind of felt. But back then, anything could give Ian a panic attack. It, it was like for that falling apart because we we kind of like never made a profit because he'd just like start giving discounts to like the freshmen on the rugby team. I'm like, bro, these are the guys you're supposed to be upcharging. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. You asshole. He just like he wants to be Daddy Daddy Hill on the on the fucking rugby team. Dumb bitch. Isn't it pathetic to be to to feel like you need to be needed or want? That sentence didn't come out right. No, I know what you're um, getting it. Yeah. Has it snowed there in uh, in New York yet? It hasn't been below like 45. <laughs> so it's tropical here, man. Nice. Did you watch it? snowed I, here. Dude, that's crazy. It's, I honestly, this, a little is, bit. <laughs> this, this is the warmest climate I've ever lived in by so much. It's not even. <laughs> New York City. It's already, it's already been like, it's already been like below 15 in Minnesota and snowed a ton. <laughs> it's the jet stream, baby. Dude, it's so nice here. We, it was literally 70, like, half of the week last week. It's insane. Now it's, like, kind of shitty and cold. But, like, cold yeah. being, like, low 40s and rainy occasionally. But oh. New Yorkers are real fucking bitches about weather. They're, like, they're, like, well, they 60 and they got their, like, winter coats on. It's pathetic. Uh, they're all cockroaches scuttling from building to building. Yeah. And I'm not talking about Jews. Okay. Oh, we got to cut that out now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drop the anti-Semitic remarks in our podcast. It's not the place Adam's for this. Mouth, not my Gwen mouth, just so we're clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't cancel me. I'm going to, the clap is for the cut. That's how you know it's there. <laughs> you know? So it's going to look like a big spike in the thingy. Right? Yes. I, don't, I don't, don't do any of the work for this podcast. So no, I don't actually will. know how it's done. No, it will, but I'll... It's not like it, it's not like I'll be we'll looking. You I'll, I'll be I'll be listening to this whole thing. Unfortunately, probably I'll probably be skipping through some of this to be honest. <laughs> Mob Gowski Radio is sponsored by McCartney Three. Fans were thrilled when the famed Liverpoolian released his third self-titled album, in which he plays all featured instruments. But before you enjoy these new pleasures of one of our greatest ever living singer-songwriters, take a step back to 1980 and McCartney Two and enjoy such remarkably confusing efforts like Temporary Secretary. Mr. Marx, can you find for me someone strong and sweet fitting on my knee? She can keep her job if she gets it wrong. Ah, but Mr. Marx, I won't need her long. Weird. This one's about prostitution. Or how about Darkroom? What in the world? And don't forget, previously unreleased B-side, check.
my machine. You won't want to miss our beloved Sir Paul this far from the mark. McCartney 2, out since 1980, wherever you listen to music. Ah, all right, let's, uh, let's, uh, it's for you, yeah. Um, okay, it's enough. And welcome back. Uh, thanks for listening to, uh, our, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> stupid. Um, all right. Welcome back, guys. I uh, hope you enjoyed the selection of Talking Head songs today. Always fun to get them on the show. I wish we could actually get David Byrne on the show. That would be... Can you imagine? Maybe you could. John Mulaney got him. <laughs> yeah, okay, I've got nothing better to do. I feel like... Uh, I, I feel like David Byrne is the kind of person who would do something like that, but I, he would it would not happen to us. But he is the kind of person I feel like who would just go on like, like random little shows and be and like talk and say weird things, and everybody who's hosting would be like, I don't know how to respond to that. You know, John Mulaney got him on his like variety show thing that he made last year with kids. It was like a comedy musical. It doesn't matter. But he's like, I David Byrne's like one of my heroes. I want David Byrne on the show. So he like yeah. written the song for him, and he's and they his people got in touch with it. David Byrne's people, mm-hmm. and like, got David Byrne cause come over to his apartment on like a Sunday one day, and he he was like so nervous, and he'd like arranged the whole par- the apartment and all these stupid snacks on the table that nobody's gonna eat, and then, like <laughs> David Byrne shows up in like he's like bike shorts and like <laughs> and like shirt, and he just like came up and he's like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'll do it. Sounds cool. Then left <laughs> snacks untouched. David so Byrne is all, just a, all that's to say. Yes, he probably would come on here if you got in touch with him. All right. Oh, my people will get in touch with his people then. Theo, get on it. <laughs> yeah, Secretary Theo uh, <laughs> makes him sound like he's like some sort of member of a communist party. <laughs> uh, Secretary Theo, please execute the political prisoners. I I see you as a, as a Brezhnev figure, Theo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jorge Jurkov. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a freebie. Um, <laughs> it's not easy being white. <laughs> it's not easy being brown. Yeah, <laughs> we were just watching the episode of Arrested Development where uh, they go to Mexico and they leave Anne behind. <laughs> One of the all-time all best episodes. This shall protect me from the hot Mexican sun. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so um, anyways, talking heads. Uh, uh, so tried to get a good selection of, of songs from different eras of the talking heads, kind of show off their musical range here. So we've got some of their early stuff here where they're really twitchy and like kind of like neurotic sounding almost. Um, especially since it's, what are those, what are those that you're speaking of? Yeah. So the first song we heard, of course, was I'm not in love, uh, followed by who is it? Uh, the one where it goes, who is it? Who, who, you know, it just like repeats that one line over and over and over again. It's like super repetitive. And I think these songs really kind of like, I know David Byrne really like doesn't place a lot of like stock in lyrics and like the actual content of lyrics. 
And you kind of see that a lot in um, uh, speaking in tongues and also in uh, Remain in Light because he just kind of fills it with nonsense stuff that just kind of comes to him. But even in these early songs, like there is like a subject material, but some of it is just kind of like very abstract and more about the sounds and stuff he's making. So that's that like really, you kind of see that same element later on, but this is definitely more of a stripped back version of that, which I think is a cool, cool sound. Also, I just, I just love David Byrne, like, like sounding like an owl for an entire song. That's, that's good. I'm going to say for this live version that you chose of Who Is It? Yeah. Just for the, for those listeners out there who are, who are yeah. like deeply ingrained in our, in our musical world. I think yeah. the book I read is maybe like my favorite Talking Head song. And yeah. Adam well knows this and chose to pick a song which he mentions about uh, uh, that they're about to play the song book I read live yeah at the end of who is it but then of course we cut away to another song that is distinctly not book I read you douche <laughs> yeah definitely a tease there specifically for Max and honestly for me too because I also love book I read and that live version is really fun too but uh we went for some we went for a couple of different cuts because I think these I mean we played, Yes, that's that's right. I did choose the songs. Max had no say in this because if he did, it would be book I read. This is the uh, this is the same thing where where you're we can't play the same song every show. Uh, <laughs> Never played book I read. Have we not? No. I feel like we might have early on. Get out of here. Yeah, one day they're gonna come back and check out the Mobgowski archives, and it's gonna be so full of stuff. It's gonna be like Prince when he fucking kicked kick the bucket, like. <laughs> hours and hours of content yeah mostly us talking about like <laughs> uh like random things happening in our lives or me making fun of like max's relationship or something uh oh yeah because at, at yeah adam loves his uh being a lothario on, yeah on the island i i i'm in my ivory tower out here and it's yeah. awesome got your pick of the three women on the island okay yeah but uh yeah <laughs> yeah Anyways, back to Talking Heads. Um, right. Our fun, another fun little Adam, interlude there, which is what Adam said was doing that over the weekend. Am I right? I indeed was talking. Yeah. None of you that can see my, what Max was, is doing with his hands. <laughs> In case you didn't really recognize it, this is my impression of a urethra opening to uh, to uh, eject ejaculate. <laughs> I did not pick up on that. Um, <laughs> How do you not? Yeah, how would I? How did I not get that? If you could see what I could, I'm seeing, folks. It's Max with his pants around his ankles. It's a talking head, and his penis directly in the camera. And speaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who is it? Who? Who is it? Who? It's a beauty. What is it? <laughs> what is it? How is it? Yeah. Where is she? Give me the names. Where's Rachel? <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> All right. And uh, yeah, so after Who Is It, uh, where we get another amazing performance by David Broom, um, we've got Houses in Motion and then Pull Up the Roots. And I really like the uh, live version of uh, Houses in Motion, but I think the studio version is like a, a really great showcase of like how far like the talking heads got into like production and getting like all these like layered dense sounds and level that African polyrhythms and stuff like that. And I think this is one of those good songs to kind of showcase that. And like, this is a whole side of them that they don't really come back to 
Um, cause David Byrne goes more down like a world music route of like, um, uh, more like, you know, mariachi band kind of music rather than <laughs> like, uh, whatever was happening on remain in light and, uh, speaking in tongues. But, um, these songs are these songs are pretty cool. Houses in Motion is probably my favorite Talking Head song, mm. um, so had to slide that in here. Interesting. Yeah, that one's just a jam. What's yeah. Your, I, I, what's, what's your favorite um, studio record? Uh, I mean, this is this is definitely a like like a low hanging fruit kind of answer, but Remain in Light is just awesome. Like, it's definitely my favorite album right. for sure. Just like it's a perfect album, I think. And honestly, I don't think I've listened to like speaking in tongues in like actual years. I've listened to like Stop Making Sense a lot, but songs like Pull Up the Roots, which is another one here, didn't make it onto Stop Making Sense, so it gets um, forgotten a lot. And I think Pull Up the Roots is one of the, yeah, it's one of the better ones off of um, uh, speaking in tongues, and it like doesn't get a live version, and which is a same shame because it's it's really cool. Oh, girlfriend is better is on speaking in tongues. It is. It is, in, it is. it is on Speaking in Tugs, and then he also plays it on, on Stop Making Sense as well. I don't um, like Bring Down the House. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I can't tell whether I don't like it because um, I've heard it so many times or whether it's just not as good as the other songs on the album. And I kind of feel like it might be the second one. It just sounds like weirdly singly for... Yeah, because um, like the next, the next generation of Talking Heads here where we have um, Little Creatures and... Uh, True Stories, um, Naked, uh, those kind of albums. Like, they definitely do, like, And She Was is, like, a great, like, single kind of song. Like, very singly kind of music, very poppy. Singly, but it's more, like, it sounds more, like, definitely talking heads and, like, unusual than Burning Down the House does. Burning Down the House sounds like could have been a Cars song or it couldn't, like, <laughs> and, it's, and it, it doesn't, like, musically sound as distinct as some of those like future singles that were also popular particularly and she was i guess but yeah yeah i think I, I honestly yeah i think you're right about that it definitely does sound kind of more similar to a lot of the other kind of like music that was around other singles of the time and also i have to say burning down the house like all i can think of i i played it one time in the car with like in my old car i used to just turn the bass all the way up because i could never hear it it's so, like the whole car would shake whenever like somebody hit like the bass drum and that song is just like every single note. It's like boom, 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 boom. The entire the bass drum hits like every single quarter note. The entire song. It doesn't ever slow down. It's so repetitive. Um, it gets on my nerves. So, <laughs> burning down the house. Solid five out of ten for an artist whose most songs are like eight in, out of ten or better. So, um, so the, and speaking of, uh, I guess the last period of Talking Heads, I think is usually kind of gets a little bit worse. But these two songs that I've chosen are, are pretty good examples of like what that kind of energy can make. Uh, Radiohead is a cool song that uh, doesn't really get a lot of play because um, I think Wildlife, Wild, Wildlife is like the big song from that album. Wow. And Radiohead is, is fun. Um, and this is actually where Radiohead, the band, got their name from this specific song, which is funny because it sounds nothing like any of their music um, or anything close to any kind of music they've ever made. I actually wondered about that, but then assumed it was just a coincidence. Yeah, it's actually cause and effect. 
how about that? I mean, like you, you don't maybe hear that as like like song for song musically, but it makes sense in maybe philosophy or but not as not derived in in the actual sound. But I think I would agree with that. Challenging um, challenging the general audience of the time. But I am waiting for I am waiting for uh, Radiohead to incorporate uh, accordion into their songs, like they did, like the Talking Heads did in Radiohead, because. <laughs> Accordion, let's all admit, it's a cool instrument. Weird Al, he plays accordion. He does. How does he do it? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Uh, uh, and then we finish off uh, We finished off with Lifetime Piling Up, which actually isn't from any of studio albums that came out with, I think, their first like compilation or best of after, uh, after Naked. And this song is really cool um, and definitely doesn't get played much, but this is like... Uh, kind of sounds more like uh, Burns solo work after Talking Heads. Mm. Uh, some of the more like, like some of the collaborations he did with Eno and stuff like that. And it's a really cool song. Yeah, I kind of dug this song too. Yeah. It's like the last song on the box set too, which is interesting. Yeah. I think it must have been like a bonus track that they added afterwards. Um, I have a Mr. Dove on this. Is this a cover? I don't know. I, I don't think I've listened to this uh, box set really. Wait. Hold it. Mr. Jones and me. We're gonna find out really quick. What is this? <laughs> sounds a lot like Ray Momo, honestly. This is like the worst police song I've ever heard. <laughs> and it's definitely oh, yeah. a of, of, of Counting Grows, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, although, I mean, if I don't know if it's worse than that Goo 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 Ga 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 police song, which really gets on my fucking nerves. Dude, I, I, I hit up against some police stuff. Like, I'm just like never really liked, I never really liked police that much, but we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, the police are pretty bad. We don't like the police here. A yeah, cab. Yeah, 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 yeah. There are no police in where you are, so. Yeah, yeah. Guys well, have, you guys have like a Twin Peaks office, I'm sure. But <laughs> we do. Yeah. Uh, I wish we had, uh, I wish we had Andy at the, at the behind the desk. <laughs> Mob Gowski Radio will return next week with more. Let's play too. Thanks for listening.